Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. scriptures here. Um, I'm going to start in verse 1, Matthew 11 and verse 1. And uh, part of this is, uh, part of this is because uh, this is about John the Baptist and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge John the Baptist fan. Uh, but what you're about to see here in this scripture is just a real moment. The Bible says, and it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ. Now, you got to see that. You got to see that. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ. He sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Watch verse 6. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Can we pray today? Lord, we thank you so much for your power. We thank you so much for your presence. We thank you so much for what we feel in this room today. Lord, and I, I pray now that this word, this word would do its work in your presence today, Lord. I pray it would edify us. I pray it would encourage us. I pray it would convict us. I pray, Lord, that it would bring us to a place in our minds and our spirits, Lord, of healing, restoration, and hope. And I pray today, Lord, that we would not only be hearers of this word today, but that you would help us, Lord, to be doers of this word today. And we'll be so careful to give you praise, glory, and honor for your kingdom and your name. And would the church shout in Jesus' name, amen, and you may be seated. This morning I'd like to talk to you about the prison of disappointment. The prison of disappointment. Anybody ever been disappointed before? Let me ask you again, uh, because uh, that's about 37 of y'all. And uh, if I get the same answer the next time, I got a question. I I need you to write a book or a pamphlet or something. Hand it out after church. Um, Anybody ever ever been disappointed? There we go. There we go. There we go. Because I I thought it was just me and 37 of y'all. I was like, man, 38 of us, we need need to go back to the drawing board. Man, 
Every one of us in this room today have felt some kind of disappointment. From small things to, to large things. We, every one of us, you know, we've, we've bought something that, that we saw somewhere. And we was just so excited to get it. And when we got it, we said, like, man, this is garbage. Why did I pay $19.99 for this again? Like, when she had it, it looked awesome. But now when I have it, it just, it, it just don't work like that. Listen, one of the worst things you could do is watch somebody cook something and then buy something they're trying to sell you what they're cooking with. Because it, 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 it just seems to work so easy. Oh, you just put it in here, you push this button, and it's done. Oh, it's amazing. And then you get it, you push the button, and, it's, and it turns into tar. And you spend, you spend 10 hours trying to clean the thing out that you bought. That man, How did he do it in like 10 minutes and I can't do it at all? Or you, or you watch, you know, you, you watch one of them uh, uh, remodeling shows. And they, and they say, yeah, we're going to turn this bathroom uh, into an amazing, elaborate uh, tile scheme. And we're going to have a tub and we're going to have all this stuff. And they take this raggedy bathroom with, you know, with, with duck wallpaper. And, and like in, in, in less than 30 minutes, tw like 25 minutes, including commercials. It's amazing, man. It's just like unbelievable glass tile, tile walls. And they're like, yeah, we did this for $13,000. And, 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 and then you go and to, to bath fitters here in, in Atlanta and say, yeah, this is what I want done. They, they come out and they look and they say, yeah, it'll be $57,000. Mm -mm, Chip and Joe said it was $13,000. Oh, no. No, tell me. You better than Chip. That's not possible. You're just disappointed because it just seemed like it was going to be something different. It just seemed like it was going to be better. Or you watch a couple YouTube videos and you're feeling froggy and you decide you're going to do it yourself. And so you go down to Home Depot and you're like, yeah, I'd like to buy uh, 3,500 square foot of this tile and then I need some this glass and then I just get all this stuff because someone on YouTube said it was easy. And then they say, that, that's 13000 You say, wait a minute. How did they do it for free? How did they, it was just the material was this much? It's just, it's just disappointing. And in 2022, we're living in a, in a time, in a season where it's easy to get disappointed because everybody faking. They got filters. That's not their face. It's not. That's not their face. But she's so pretty, but that's not her face. That's a filter. Or she bought that face in Mexico City for $3,500. That's not real. And we want to look and be and act and, and seem like everybody else, but it's just disappointing. It's just disappointing. You buy things and you think they're going to be one thing or they're another way. And, and, and that's just trivial, you know, materialistic things. But, you know, some of us, you know, we've, We've, we've had people in our lives who disappointed us. Anybody ever had someone disappoint you? And you, and you thought they were amazing. You thought they were awesome. It turns out n n not so much. And, 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 and there's people in your world and, there, and there's places you go and, 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 and you look at it. And you're like, oh, man, this is a beautiful place. And you, show, you go there and it's like, this doesn't look nothing like the picture. It just, it, it's, it's not as cool. It's raining all the time. It just It, it looks good. To, when they were doing it, but it doesn't look good when, when I'm doing it. And, and we've all been in 
a moment of disappointment. But, but there's no greater disappointment, and, and, and y'all can help me today. Maybe it's just me. But, but there's no greater disappointment than when God disappoints you. Oh, okay. Now, now I'm going to mess with you. I'm, I'm going to mess with you this Sunday because, because you, know, when, you, you know, when I say, you know, when I say uh, God's disappointing, it's like, no, how possible could that be, that, that, that God could disappoint you? It's very possible. It's very possible. Every one of us in this room is somehow, some way, we, we've all had moments in our walk with God that were disappointing. We thought it was going to be this way because God showed us something. We was at a youth camp. We was at a convention. We was in a, we was in a church service, you know. We were, we were here. We were there. And, and it seemed uh, so good. Uh, the preacher was preaching, and the preacher made it sound excellent. You know, the preacher was preaching, and, and, and it sounded so good to us. And we, we read the word, and, and the word told us one thing. We were so, we was hyped. We was ready to go. And all of a sudden, we get in the middle of it, and it, it's not as great as they made it out to be. We went to the altar. We said, Lord, use me. And then the Lord used you. You was like, man, I feel used. <laughs> yeah. You, you, remember when you was praying for that? And we, there, there's no greater disappointment than to be disappointed in the church. Disappointed in God's will. Disappointed in God's plan. Disappointed trying to follow after Christ. Disappointed walking in his commandments. Disappointed showing up, being on time. Effort, energy, heart, passion, desire, prayer. Doing everything that God called you to do and still be disappointed. Hurt, broken. Why? How, how did this happen to me while I was doing what God asked me to do? How, how could this be my lot in life when, when I gave my life to Christ? And, and we so easily forget when God said, you know, I reign on the just and I reign on the unjust. Rain going to fall on your head whether you're rich or you're poor, whether you're saved or unsaved. And, and, and we blame stuff on God that's just life. Yeah, a lot of us, we have things in our world that, that, that we're disappointed about, things that we're uh, confused about, and we're blaming it on God when really it's just life. Life did this to you. Everybody experiences life. Everybody has moments where life will come and just sucker punch you. Anybody here in the room that life has snuck up behind you and caught you in the corner? Just buckled your knees and you was like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. God didn't give me no vision of that. Nobody prophesied that I was about to get punched in the throat by life. You say, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed and, and, and this hurts. How, however, there are times that God himself will let us down. Yeah. David talks about it a lot in the book of Psalms. God, why is it that when I'm in trouble I can't find you? Lord, Lord, I cried all night long. I wept all night long and you never said a word. You were silent. God, why is it that when I call on your name, I, you're not there? Yeah, when, when, when life disappoints us and, and when friends disappointments and, 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 and when material world disappoints us, 
you know, there's always a give and a take and ebb and flow. But when God lets you down, sometimes it puts you in prison. This is where John was. The Bible tells us in Matthew 11 in our reading today that when John heard in the prison the works of Christ. What a disappointing statement. When, when, when John heard in the prison what Jesus was doing on the outside. John's in the prison and he's getting to watch Jesus' ministry unfold while he's in prison. I'm, I'm, I'm John the Baptist. Thousands came to the desert to see me speak and to preach. I'm, I'm John the Baptist. I'm the forerunner for Christ. I'm the, I'm the man, the myth, the legend. I'm John the Baptist. They're going to write songs about me. They're going to write books about me. I'm the forerunner of Christ. I, 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 was, I was in the belly first. But now I'm in prison and I'm watching him work. Oh, hallelujah. That's tough. That's tough that, to, to, to be trapped and get to see everybody else live their lives. Oh, hallelujah. A lot of us today sitting in this room, we know exactly what it feels like to be behind the bars of disappointment. And we get to watch everybody else seem to have a great time. We're behind the bars of disappointment and it seems like everybody else is just living life and, 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 and just doing what they want to do. We're behind the bars of disappointment and, and everybody else is just on, riding on unicorns across rainbows, sleeping in the lily fields and dancing with butterflies. John heard in the prison the works of Christ. Oh. How disappointing it must have been. How, how, how many questions John the Baptist must have had? This, 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 this don't seem right. This wasn't in the prophecy. This wasn't in the prophecy. I'm reminded of Joseph who, who God gave an amazing dream to. And then his brother sold him into slavery. And, and he got lied on in Potiphar's house. And I can just imagine him sitting in the bottom of that prison that he's in now. He's been lied on, sold into slavery, treated and mistreated, done wrong. He's in the bottom of that prison. And I'm, I, I wonder in his mind, in that prison of disappointment, how he thought, man, my brothers are just out there living life. Still lying about what they did to me. And God, none of this was in the dream. None of this was a part of the plan. None of this uh, is a problem because God knows the end from the beginning. And God will show us the end from the beginning. and puts us all in a place where sometimes we don't get to see the whole picture play out. We have to live the whole picture played out. We don't get... We don't get hindsight 2020. We got to walk into it for the first time. All of us are able and privy to read the word of God. And we know what's going to happen. But they didn't know what was going to happen. Just like you in your life. God knows what's about to happen. But you don't know what's about to happen. And I wish God would tell us. And I wish God would give us the blueprint. And I wish God would give us the plan sometime. But sometimes God puts us in the prison. And we get to watch everybody else have the ministry. Everybody else gets the good stuff. Everybody else gets to walk it and talk it and we trapped, locked, broken, hurting, 
So John heard in prison the works of Christ and he sent two disciples. I need y'all to go. And I need you to ask him this question. Are you the one? Or should we look for another? Now, if you know anything about this entire story, you know that, that, that this is such a redundant question for John to ask. Why would John ask this question? John has known that Jesus was the Messiah from a fetus in his mother's womb. Because the Bible says that Mary, Mary was impregnated with Christ six months after Elizabeth was impregnated with John the Baptist. And when Mary, six months later, came to see her cousin, showed up to the family reunion, and when the two babies got close, the Bible says that John the Baptist jumped in the womb. The Bible says that he leaped in her womb, and he was filled with the spirit in the womb. Not only him, but the Bible says Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit at the same time. Ah. He knew that this was the Christ as a fetus. And if that wasn't enough, it was John the Baptist that watched Jesus step down the banks of the Jordan. And when Jesus' feet touched the water, the Spirit spoke to John and John said, this is he. This is he. He's the one. And Jesus said, would you baptize me? He said, I don't know if I need to baptize you. He said, I feel like it's me that should be getting baptized by you. This is John the Baptist. John the Baptist was here. He saw these things happen. And when John the Baptist baptized Jesus, he saw the heavens open and the dove ascend. And he heard with a great thunderous voice, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And this guy is going to ask, are you the one? Or do we look for another? You see, disappointment will make you do some crazy stuff. Disappointment will make you forget what you already know. Disappointment will make you look at stuff that you've already seen, songs you've already sang, scriptures you've already read, places you've already been, People you already know, disappointment will make you do stuff that no one can explain. Yeah. I'm reminded of disappointment in the word of God. Cain was disappointed that God would not honor his offering. And he got so disappointed that he killed his own brother. Jonah got disappointed because God didn't do exactly what Jonah wanted God to do. And he sat under a tree and said, God, kill me. And that reminds me of Elijah who faced down 850 prophets and killed them all. But then just a few days later, sat under a tree and said, Lord, would you kill me? Because I'm disappointed. Yeah. Job got disappointed. And instead of blaming God, he blamed himself. And God said, who are you that you could control my anger? Where were you when I stretched forth the heavens? Where were you when I laid the earth out like a blanket? Saul got disappointed. Saul got disappointed because Samuel didn't come in the time that Samuel said he was coming. And so Saul got disappointed and he forced the offering and lost his kingdom. Ah. 
But David got disappointed. David got so disappointed, he cried, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me in Psalms 22? Why have you let me down? Uh, Naomi got disappointed. Naomi was so broken, so disappointed, lost her husband, lost her sons. And she told her, her, her daughter-in-laws, leave me be. And they said, Naomi, we want to come with you. She said, she said, don't call me Naomi. She got so disappointed, she changed her name to Mara, which means bitter. And she said, don't, I'm so disappointed, don't even call me by my real name anymore. Call me Mara because God has afflicted me and dealt bitterly with me. John the Baptist was so disappointed that he said, are you who you say you are? How do you deal with disappointment? How do you, how do, how do you look it in the eye and say, this, this ain't right? It's not fair. It's not fair. Anybody ever looked at the whole world and, and, and put it in the perspective of, of, of a God who can do anything and say anything and perform anything and, and, and declare from your heart, this ain't fair. It ain't fair that they have this and I don't have that. It ain't fair that the righteous suffer and the evil seem to gain. That's what Habakkuk said. Yes, he did. Habakkuk said, it ain't fair, Lord. It ain't fair that the righteous suffer and, and the evil, it looks like everything they touch turns into gold. It ain't fair. It ain't fair. And you know what God told him? He said, Habakkuk, go write down the vision. Write it down so the man that readeth it can run with it. Yes. There's disappointment all around us. God is disappointed. Life is disappointed. And when you get in the prison of disappointment, you'll ask questions that you already know the answer to. Are you the one? Or should I look for somebody else? Is this the church? Or should I look for another church? Is he the one? Or should I look for another husband? Are you the one? Or should I look for another wife? I'm talking to somebody. Is this the one or should I find me another job? Is this the one or should I find me another preacher? Are you the one? And asking questions that you already know the answer to. Broken, hurt. John said, go ask him, is he the one or should we look for another? And when they came and when they asked Jesus, this is how Jesus answered him. Jesus said, he didn't say yes, and he didn't say no. That would have been legit if God would have just said, yeah, I'm the one. Cool. Hey, he said he the one. All right, you're good. All right, we're good. But Jesus never does things simple. Don't you wish he'd just be like a yes God? I know y'all sing that song, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. He'll let you be thrown in the lion's den all the way down up in there. He'll let you go all the way to the fire. If he was on time God, he would have on timed me up out of here. But he left me in this mess. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody. 
Sometimes he ain't an on-time God. Sometimes he wait until there's no more hope left. And I know what you say. He'll never put more on me than I can bear. Ain't even in the Bible. Stop quoting that scripture because it ain't even in the Bible. Yes, he will. He'll put you in a mess so deep you can't climb your way out. He'll put you under a heavy weight that you can't lift. He'll put you in trouble that you can't solve. So you have to say, my God, my God. He don't always say yes. This is what he said. He said, go show. <laughs> go show John again. Oh, hallelujah. When you are in the prison of disappointment, you need to see again. <laughs> Those things which you do hear and see. Somebody say hear and see. Somebody say, hear and see. We need facts, ladies and gentlemen. We need the facts. What are the facts? What do you hear and what do you see? Oh, yes, Lord. Because what you hear and what you see cannot be denied. Oh, yeah, you can fake it till you make it. But when I see it, I know it. You can sing me the best song and dance you want to sing. You can come in here and look as holy as you want to look. But when I see and when I hear, you shall know them by their fruits. When I see and when I hear, you go tell him what you see and tell him what you hear. And here is what you need to tell him. You need to tell him this. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And to the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he that won't get offended in me. You know what he did? I'll tell you what he did. He told his disciples, go back and tell John the Baptist to go read Isaiah 35, 3 through 7. Because this is what Isaiah 35, 3 through 7 says. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are fearful heart, be strong, fear not, behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. That's good. That's a good word. Then, somebody say then. Watch this. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Oh, yes, Lord. Then shall the lame man leap as the heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. You know what Jesus did? Jesus quoted Isaiah and said, go back and tell him that the word has been confirmed in me. Yeah. You know what you need when you're in the prison of disappointment? You need to hear the word of God again, and you need to see the word of God. Uh, 
You'll never see another moment where John the Baptist will doubt again. Matter of fact, they'll cut off his head and they'll put it on a tray so Herodias can say she got what she wanted to get. But he'll never ask again, is Jesus the answer? He'll never ask again, is Jesus the way? Because when those men came back and they told him, the blinded eyes are open, the lame walk again, the lepers are cleansed. He said, oh, yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. That's exactly what needs to be happening because the word confirmed he's still in control. The word confirmed he's still doing what he's doing. That's why some of us who, who God hasn't answered our prayers, when we start rejoicing with people who God did answer their prayers, oh yeah. You got to look around. God's still working. God's still moving. He may not be working for you right now, but at least he's working for somebody else. She got healed? Thank you, Jesus, because I need healed too. She got saved? Ah, thank you, because I need saved too. They got a new house? Yes, Lord. I rejoice because I need a new house. Hey! Their kids came home? Thank you, Lord, for bringing the kids home because my kids need to come home too. You need to rejoice over what you see and hear. And he said, blessed is he. You tell him, you tell him, and I'm, I'm, I'm closing, I'm almost done. He said, you tell him to not be offended in me. You tell him what you saw, you tell him what you heard, and then you tell him, blessed is the man that will not get offended when I put him in prison. Blessed is the man who won't get offended when he gets disappointed. I've been disappointed, but I'm trying not to be offended. Being disappointed and being offended are two different things. Oh, John was disappointed, but he said, blessed is the man who won't get offended in me. Listen, Sometimes we, we get so offended because God hasn't come through. We get offended because we are inside watching everybody else do what we should be doing on the outside. But blessed is the man who can be wounded in his spirit and still come to the house of God and give God a pray, Lord. I'm disappointed, but I'm not offended because blessed is the Lord and great are his works. Who is this king of glory? He's the Lord God strong in battle. And I've been disappointed, but I'm not offended. And I worship you. And I bless, blessed is the man who doesn't get offended in the prison cell. Yeah, Joseph didn't get offended and because he wasn't offended, God gave him a new dream. Because he wasn't offended, God gave him a way out. Paul and Silas went to prison but because they didn't get offended, they sang praises at midnight. Hey, and the prison doors were opened and every cell was open. Listen, when you get in prison, just don't get offended. Because blessed is he who won't get offended in me. Peter, Peter got put in prison. 
but he didn't get offended. He just waited until the church prayed. I'm not going to get offended because I know I got to pray in church. I'm not going to get mad at God. I'm out here doing God's work, but they put me in prison for doing God's work. But you see, I'm not going to get offended. I'm just going to wait right here because God is going to make a way out of no way. And the church began to pray. And the angel came and unlocked the door and said, come on, follow me. He said, but what about the guard? He said, don't worry about them. I'm going to make you invisible. And I'm going to take you out of here. Blessed is he who shall not be offended in me. Yeah. Because what we have to understand is that everything that God has put us through, everything that God has allowed, every prison cell is creating in us what God wants us to be. You can't get a diamond without pressure. You can't get gold without heat, fire. You can't get clean without soap. You can't. You can't. Too many of us want, 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 want everything that we want, everything we're asking for, but we think there's no press. No, there's a press. You don't get oil. You don't get oil. You don't get oil. You don't get oil. You don't get oil without a press. Ah, no, 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 no. You can't have all that. But blessed is he that won't get offended when I press him. Blessed is he that won't get offended when I set him on fire. John the Baptist, the Bible called you the forerunner. That's your calling, John. You are the forerunner of Christ. You go before Christ. So before he's born, you got to be born. Oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. No, no, no. You're the forerunner. So before he's born, you got to be born. But before he dies. You got to die. If, if you're going to go before him, you got to go before him in life and you got to go before him in death. And what the enemy thought. You're not hearing me right now. I'm talking about calling. I'm talking about process. I'm talking about God's got a plan that you can't go over. God's got a way and you can't get around it. Before, the enemy didn't even know that they prepared the way for Jesus. There had to be a preparer to go before him. He came before him. And he preached, but they had to go before him in death. And what the enemy thought they were doing to destroy a ministry was fulfilling a ministry. If you're going to be the forerunner, then you got to go before in everything. Before, before 
before he was in prison, John was in prison. Before he was tortured, John was tortured. Before he had doubt, John had to have doubt. John said, is, is this he? Or do we look for another? But it was Jesus that said, Lord, if it be thy will, if there's any way out of this, if there's any way I can slide by, yeah, because disappointment. Oh, Jimbers. There's any way. But see, you know, the Bible tells us that love beareth all things, right? And, and it can handle all things. It, it believeth all things. It, I, it, I, I believe it. It, it hopeth. I'm hoping. I'm wishing. And it endureth all things, right? All things. And that's why it says, for we know that all things... You know why love can bear all things and believes all things and hopes all things and endures all things because it knows that all things work together somehow, some way. This is working together for the good of them that love the Lord and to them that are the called according to his purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11 says it like this. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you, expect you. His thoughts of you are for peace, not of evil. Well, Brother Chavis, that sounds good, but there's evil in my life. I, I, I get that. I get that. But, but, but that's not the end game. He said, my thoughts, when I'm thinking, listen, I know you got to go through evil, but when I'm thinking about it, I'm not thinking of evil. I'm thinking of what's going to happen at the end. When, 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 when the jeweler is trying to make a ring, he's not thinking about the fire. He's thinking about the end product. He's not thinking about the temperature and the heat and the pressure that it will have to go under to become this thing. He's just thinking about it. He said, when I think about you, I'm not thinking about the evil. I'm thinking about the expected end. I see the finished work. Joseph, you will be a prince. And now you got to go through all this. I'm not thinking about the fire, though. That's not, that's not what my focus is on. What we have to understand that in your disappointment, in your struggle, in your, dis in your prison of disappointment, that God is not thinking about the pain. He's thinking about the end. What is this doing for me? And I come to preach to somebody today. I know you're in the middle of pain. I know you're in the middle of a prison of disappointment. But God said, when I think about you, I'm not thinking about the pressure. I'm not thinking about the fire. I'm not thinking about the temperature. I'm not thinking about the pain. My thoughts are not of the evil that you might have to endure. My thoughts are the expected end. Would you stand to your feet right now? Would you lift your voice as you stand? Would you raise your hands? And would you say, Lord... Let me see the end. God, if I could just see, if I could see the end, I think I could make it through this. If I could see what it's all for, I think I could, I think I could bear it. Lord, if you'd show me what it all is about, I think I could bear it. And that's why Jesus told the disciples, you go tell him, 
You go tell them that the dead are raised, the blinded eyes are open, the lame leap. You tell them that the end is here. You tell them what you saw. You tell them that you, you see the miracle that you prayed for. You go tell John in that prison cell that everything that he preached about is happening now. You go tell him that the expected end has arrived. You go tell him to not be offended in me because I'm working this thing out. I am the Messiah that Isaiah spoke about. I am the Messiah that Zechariah spoke. I am the Messiah that Moses spoke about. I am the Messiah that David wrote about in the book of Psalms. I am him. You go tell John that I am the expected end. It's okay. It's all right. John, you're in prison, but it ain't for nothing. I'm working. And you hear me saying to God today, you hear this preaching today again. I told you at the beginning of the service, if you want to take this word, man, take it. It's yours. I believe God has it for you, but if you don't want it, it's, it's for me. Because if I get so focused on the now and I forget about the end, oh, it's just too much for me. Prison is too much sometimes. The disappointment is just too much sometimes. It's too much to bear sometimes. So I can't, I can't, I can't focus on the prison cell. I can't focus on the bar. I gotta hear what the Lord said. He said, He said, listen, I know you're in prison, but the lame leap. And the dumb speak. And the dead are living again. I know, I know. But listen, this is for a purpose. It's what he was telling John. This is for a purpose. And don't be offended. But you're living out your calling. And this is the calling. I wonder right now if every head would bow and every eye would close and you would just say to the Lord, for just a few moments right here. I'm going to open this altar. We're going to sing. But I'm praying. I'm preaching to some people that have been living with disappointment. I'm preaching to some. Maybe this is your first time at Truth Chapel. Thank you so much for being here. We, we, we're so glad you came today. But this word is for you too today. I don't care if this is the first time you walk through these doors, but you're living with disappointment. Disappointment in family, disappointment in finances, disappointment in ministry, disappointment in anointing, disappointment in struggle and trial, and you're struggling to see the reasons for it all. Can I tell you today, blessed is he that has not offended me. Blessed is he that has not offended in me. As every head is bowed, every eye is still closed, I want to open this altar. If you feel that this word is for you today, and it might be for nobody, but if you feel this word is for you today, I want you to come. I want you to stand at this altar. I want you to kneel at this altar. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.